Welcome back to the Boys and Bullets podcast. We're down here in the barbershop studio. Did you hear the horn, Jarrett, that I sounded for the podcast? I did. I don't know if you're going to leave that in or cut it out. It was quite the... It was like setting off an air horn in like a retirement home. It didn't really go with the vibe. What's nice about uh, editing and post is that I can make that sound however I want to make it. I can make it louder. I can make you it can make softer. it a different sound. You could even make it Chumbawamba. What was that Chumbawamba tub thumping? Well, what was the a mighty mighty boss mighty mighty boss band? That one? Maybe yeah. Exactly. Like any, I could do that. I could pretty much put anything I want in there. You could. It's gonna be a mystery for you. Uh, week 13's over. We're up on week 14, and we have Champs League information. We have all the information. All the data points. <laughs> all the data. People love data these days. They can't get enough of it. It's ruined the, baseball, apparently. Do you want to go over Champions League first? Sure. We could do that. Round of 16, most team play, uh, Most teams have been selected. selected. Some teams have been demoted down to the Europa. Some have been eliminated completely. Some teams love Europa. Juventus. Barcelona. Villarreal, no, not Villarreal, Sevilla, who else, who else is down there? I'm looking it up, actually, Uh, I posted about this on the Boys and Bolos Instagram, if you don't follow us on Instagram, please follow us at Boys and Bolos, Um, I had it in the archive, hold on, pulling it up, it was, it had already gone through apparently, it's crazy that stuff is really flying by, we're already in week 14, so, the teams that are already in the Champions League, are Man City, Bayern, Chelsea, Dortmund, Inter, Real, PSG, Napoli, Club Bruges, Benfica, Liverpool, and Porto. Now, there are four spots left, and they are being fought over by Tottenham, Sporting, Frankfurt, and Marseille. All of Group H. All, which are all in the same group. Milan and uh, Salzburg, which are in oh, Chelsea's group. group. D, sorry. And Leipzig and Shakhtar, which are in Real Madrid's group. And the teams that will play in Europa League are Sevilla, Barcelona... Uh, could still land in the Europa League are Zagreb, Juventus, uh, Maccabi, Haifa, Rangers, Leverkusen, Ajax, and Atletico. And eliminated from the Europa League is Celtic, Copenhagen, and Victoria Plazen. So, <clears throat> the cookie is starting to crumble, but honestly, I just want to look at your group with Champions League because it's so ridiculous. Um, I We talked about this yesterday, but this is the, one of the rare groups where you get down to the last the last match day each each team in the group has two wins so they're all within striking distance of any team could go through and any team could not go through when i say go through be top of the to the two top tottenham obviously is an eight sporting has seven eintracht frankfurt has seven and marseille has six so who let's look at can we you want to look at the last day and we'll start to think about how this is gonna tottenham are away at marseille Okay, so you're playing the team that has six? Okay. I would say Marseille has played the poorest of all the teams. Uh, they get scored on a lot. Uh, I guess maybe not a ton. They have six goals against, but they don't have any draws. So it's gonna tr- it's trending towards them. I mean, Spurs on paper are better than them. They're better than every team in this group. And, you know, Spurs would be through if it wasn't for that last-minute controversial call on Wednesday. So 
And then, you know, it's a toss-up between Sporting and Eintracht and, and Frankfurt. I, I think Eintracht Frankfurt beat them? I don't, I don't actually know how any of this is going to roll <laughs> out, but it could go either way. If Spurs lose and Eintracht or Sporting win, Spurs are out. Spurs tie, they're through no matter what. Yep. They just If they lose, then there's a situation where they could be out. If they lose and the Sporting Eintracht doesn't end in a tie then they're out. Be- then it goes to goals against or heads up. I don't really know. If it's a tie, if and all the Spurs games tie, lose, oh, and Spurs lose and the other games if Spurs tie. lose, then Marseille goes in number 1 and then the other two teams would be on 8 points, Spurs would still go through. The only way you could not go in is if Spurs lose and either Eintracht or Sporting win. That's the only way that it works. So, that's a low possibility. Because Marseille basically needs to win. Marseille has to win. Spurs only needs a tie to go through. And then Sporting or Eintracht, they need... Eintracht needs to win, Sporting can tie. It's crazy. Anyways, you normally don't see Champions League groups out of six games. Normally by, the, normally by week four, it's you kind of know when you're it's in. It's almost as if the UEFA officials... Don't want Spurs? Wanted something exciting to go down in the last week of the group stage. And that's why the call it. Hmm. 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 Group D. Shaping up to be the group of death. So Xavi came out and he's like, uh, the La Liga is just as good as the Prem. And then people are like, bro, Atletico, (laughs) Sevilla, and Barcelona are all in Europa League. Meanwhile, Liverpool, Chelsea, City, and likely Spurs are all going to go on the group stage. (sighs) Geesh. Romaj is going to be the only Spanish team in the group of 16. Now, they, they may win it again because they got the Blonde d'Or and they just have crazy vibes in Champions League. But And then even in Europa League, because you got two teams that potentially could win the Europa League. You got United and Arsenal in the Europa League. So And Barcelona, probably Juventus. But to say that the league is better than Premier League is a stretch at best. Or on the same level, sorry. Yeah, I think actually they're on the same level when you just look at who's going to end up winning European competitions. Because the Spanish have won so many more competitions as of late than the English between Europa and Champions League. Obviously, but this is super skewed by Real Madrid, Real Madrid and Sevilla. Sevilla has won like nine Europa Leagues probably in the last two decades. So, anyways. Are we concerned <clears throat> about Man City's form, the fact that they drew... To Dortmund, zero zero. Erlen Holland got subbed out of half, and Erlen Holland is not scoring as much. Well, I guess he scored in the Premier League twice, but you know what I'm saying? Like, are, are we, we concerned? About it? Are we are we thinking that who's, maybe who's Holland, we? we the collective sporting the uh, fans fans are just like people who have followed the city's disastrous Champions League, you know. Kind of run You're talking form. about City in Champions League? City in Champions League. Oh, I don't think City are going to win the Champions League. I just don't think they're going to do it. I think other teams are better teams. Yeah. And over two legs, I just think City are cursed. I don't know what it is. And I think Pep will overthink it, and I think Holland will score a bunch of goals. But I I, I don't know. I just think over over the two legs in the knockout, I just don't think they can win three of three two-leg series and then a one-off. They've, they've showed it time and time again. They're going to choke. And there's, like, not easy teams to play here. Like, they could draw... Let's see. So, are they going to finish first in their group? Yes. Okay. 
Right. They're going to finish first in their group. So they could get Benfica. Not easy. They could get Leipzig or Shakhtar. Either one is a tricky customer. They could get Milan or Salzburg. Tricky customer. They could actually technically finish in second if they lose. If they lose. Dortmund wins by more than two goals. They could get Inter. They could get Porto. Or they could get Liverpool. No, they can't get Liverpool because it's not in the round of 16. You can't have the same country. It's... Look, the Champions League is brutal. That's why it's so hard to win, because you're going to get weird matchups. And they could just match up poorly. Like, Napoli could run them into the ground. Napoli could play them differently. Napoli defend well. Inter could cause different problems. Lautaro Martinez is not a guy you really want to play against. So, I, I don't know. The Champions League is a, is a juggernaut thing. It's really about lineups and matchups, and you need a little bit of luck. So, I, I just don't see them doing it. I think they're going to win the league. I think you're going to have a repeat of last year. They're going to win the league. Maybe they'll win another domestic cup, but they're not going to win the Champions League. And if I could bet, I'd bet against them, but we'll see. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, week 13, was there anything in Week 13 that you want to call out specifically? It, it was a weird week because I think it was uh, coming off of a midweek game. I think a lot of teams either had fatigue or they were thinking about Champions League or whatever, but... Um, Is this your excuse for Nottingham Forest beating Liverpool? I was going to say, Nottingham Forest beat Liverpool. Arsenal tied Southampton. They dropped points. And Everton won 3 nothing. Yeah, Everton won 3 nothing. I think Chelsea won, right? No, we tied. Tied. Remember we lost points in oh, the yeah, last, last second, second to Casemiro? To, yep. Just like we lost points to Spurs at United home. tied and so Spurs lost. Stupid. Spurs lost. Spurs lost. Yeah, it was a... It was a weird week. Like, for, for, as a Spurs fan, it was a week to like pick up points on everybody else. And they didn't. Everybody just kind of stayed the same. If you're weird. if you were a better this week, it was tough. It was, it was a tough, tough week. Yeah. Other than betting on City to win, which the, is the only way. Yeah, the only th- Nottingham Forest game was crazy. Like them, and then I know they're at home, and that's like you know whatever twelfth man or whatever. But that game on paper, I know Dean Henderson played well, but Liverpool just were not firing. They have a bunch of injuries. Their midfield's old. <laughs> they're still relying on James Milner. I mean, Nottingham Forest is the last in the Premier League. For all intents and purposes, it's a championship side. Liverpool was, you know, a point away and having a better final away from winning a quadruple the first time in English history, not even six months ago. So I don't really know what's going on with Liverpool. I think you should have made the bet with John Scheimer. I think we're all wrong. When I say we, I mean most people. You were right about Nunez as of now. Unless he, he has is, this amazing he, end of the year, not. But this is what I, this is my point about Nunez and why I think I am going to be proven right. There was a <gasps> sitter in the Champions League. I know, I saw. It I was saw. incredible that he missed this open net goal. He just does not have that. I don't know. He just doesn't have he's it. He's just not technically sound in the box. I think he's more of a. And I need to find like. He seems like he's like raw, like early Luis Suarez, but even Suarez was way more technical. He was just perfect on the ball. So I, I don't know. I think he's going to struggle. I think Liverpool are in, a, are in quite the hitch. They're currently in eighth after 11 games. Now, they do have games in hand. Um, I, I Liverpool, I don't really know. Liverpool are going to struggle. It's crazy to me that I was worried about United, and we called United not even finishing in the top 10 like six weeks ago, which maybe was a little premature because they're starting to figure it out. But Liverpool is the one I think that's on the out outside of the six. I mean, Newcastle is playing super well. Fulham is in seventh. They're still pressing the envelope. Now, 
I think they'll drop off as we get into the season. I just think the cream will start to rise to the top. But Chelsea, for me, is just brutal because we dropped two points at home to Spurs in the last two minutes. We dropped two points at home to United. And if we have those four points, we are sitting in third and we still have a game in hand. And if we were to win that game in hand, we would be tied with... No, if we had uh, those six points, we would literally be one point behind Arsenal. In fact, we might even be first if we had if we had all that. But we can't defend, and we don't have the composure. And still struggling to score goals. Still struggling to score. Well, we have Obama Yang and Sterling now, so I, I like I live in the metaverse. These are two guys who I was not ever excited about. I was like never threatened by them, and now they're our starting strikers. However, Kai Havertz did score a banger in Champions League. Off a of Pulisic assist, so you know. I, I think Sterling, for all the positives he has, he just does not have that last bit, that last little whatever you call it to get to to score. I mean, he scores a few good goals every once in a while, but he beats the guy to the to the line and then flubs it out of bounds, makes a bad cross. He's just he's been doing it for years. He's just fallen. I mean, I don't know. He's not a bad player. He's just not the answer to your problems. That's that's how I feel about him. He's a good player. He's just not going to be the, the 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 game changer. He's not going to be your season changer. He's not going to get you over the line. He's a good contributor. He's a solid player. He deserves to be on the English, uh, you know, the England national team. I'm not trying to take anything away from him as a like a footballer. Do you think he starts on the national team? Uh, over Bellingham, over not over uh, Bellingham. Foden. It'd be over Foden. It'd be over Saka. It'd be over Grealish. Kane's a lock, right? You I think Kane. he's a, he's he's better than Grealish right now. I think he's not. I think he's a better player than Saka, but Saka's on better form. You might have to play the guy who's on form, and Saka's a little bit better on form. He's scoring goals. That's the thing. Is like, is Sterling scoring goals? No. Saka scoring goals. Sterling scoring goals. Not I that mean, many goals. I mean. I think he has more goals than Saka on the season. I'm looking it up. I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but looking it up. Hold, please. I still think that so- that both of those players aren't like <clears throat> Saka and Sterling aren't gonna aren't like game changers in, in my opinion. But do they not? Does that mean that they don't deserve to start? I don't know. So Saka has at eleven. He's played eleven out of the thirteen matches. He has four goals and four assists. Now, it also needs to be taken into account that <clears throat> excuse me, Arsenal have been scoring goals for fun this season. And Raheem Sterling has played 10 out of 13 matches. Ooh, three goals and one assist. So one less goal and three less assists. But I think that that's actually a larger portion of Chelsea's goals percentage-wise. Right, right. So he's like he's helping his team more, but that's skewed because Saka's team is really like actually playing well and they're scoring so many more goals. I mean, right now the goal differential, Arsenal scored 25 goals. Chelsea have only scored 16 goals. So, anyways, neither here nor there. I do Sterling think, deserves to start in Chelsea, right? Over yeah, but that doesn't else? say anything. We I know I mean, we're starting exactly. like peg legs out there. <laughs> starting Calum Hudson Odoi, Calum Hudson Adizi, who I think we finally like loaned out. No, no, not Calum Hudson Odoi. You're starting um the other guy. Who's the other guy? Ruben. Yeah, Ruben lost the street. Yeah, but he's 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 in the middle. They're the same person for me to me. RLC. They're very different people. <laughs> same vibes, different people. <laughs> to the same player, I'm convinced. Same uh same uh you know Cobham 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 training ground vibes. So. The thing for me is Sterling was like pretty good with when he was back with Coutinho and back in Liverpool and Liverpool had like 
Who do they have Under Armour sponsorships. What did they have? They had no. They had New Balance sponsorships. Yeah, New Balance. They were in a weird vibe then. And then he went to City. <clears throat> Gosh. And people constantly use Sterling. Like if you argue if Pep's a good coach, Eddie does it all the time. Look at what he did with Sterling. What did like, he do? He what do did anything. he do, my G? He didn't do anything. Like okay, he made him a little bit better, but like not that much better. And that team was always going to be amazing, anyways, because you have juggernauts. They literally like, it's like you know you know what you know what City's like. It's like fucking Mortal Kombat. It's like Liu Kang spit out all of his like spirits, <laughs> and that's just Man City because they're just all these perfect players. Literally, like Kevin De Bruyne is the best Belgian player. That's not an argument. Uh, Riyad Mahrez is the best. Oh, I'm blank. Algerian player. Uh, Bernardo Silva, not the best Portuguese player, but he could argue behind Ronaldo, he might be their best. Um, going through the lineup, going through the lineup. Phil Foden, England's best young player, probably their best attacking player, other than Harry Kane. Uh, Gundogan is Germany's best midfielder, other than maybe Kimmich going forward. I'm not really sure. Um, trying to think about who else they have on that team. Uh, one billion dollars of players. Ederson is the backup Brazilian goalie. If Allison gets hurt, it's a it's an easy fix. Cancelo. Cancelo's one of the best outbacks. Like their team is so freaking stacked. So, dude, that's who they are. They're Mortal Kombat. They're Liu Kang's spirit vomit. <laughs> that's it. If you get the if you get the reference, I love you, Liu Kang. <laughs> Liu Kang's spirit vomit. But anyways, so let's go back to Sterling. I actually don't think. I think Sterling peaked when he first got to City, and he was like playing really well in like 2016, 2017, 2018. But he hasn't been a top player. Probably since the World Cup in 2018. I don't think he's been in top form since then. Is he like 28, 29 now? Well, I don't know. How old do you think Sterling is? I think uh, he's probably 27, 28. Okay. Which is insane because, like, God, he's been around for so long, but also he's just started so young. Let's see. Raheem Sterling is. Why, why can't I see his stats? Raheem Sterling is 27. His birthday's coming up. He was born on December 7th, 1994. So he's turning 28. Still got a, a many years left in, his, in those legs. He was born on the day of Pearl Harbor. Not a cool vibe, Raheem. Can we move on past Raheem Sterling? Or past Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Not past Pearl Harbor. Never past Rip. Pearl Harbor. Uh, yeah, we can move on. Let's look at week 14 and see what we got going on. I think there's a big game this week, and I looked, and I was like, oh, that looks like a good game. Uh, started off with Leicester, Man City. Man City should win this. Newcastle-Aston Villa could be a really good game this week. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Newcastle is really playing well. Eddie Howe, he's got them, he got them playing better. Than, this is at St. James. I just don't see a way they... Yeah, this, this team is, is... Obviously, they spent a ton of money because now they have Saudi owners. So, they're going to... They got Guamares, who is really good. They're trying to get him on a new contract, so no, no other big club, you know... Prizes them away. Uh, yeah, they got they got Almiron playing well. Uh, they got I, Isaac or Isak who hasn't even really started to play yet because of injury. But he, I think he's just an absolute baller. Aston absolute Villa. baller. Big news with Aston Villa. New coach. Who's the? Oh yeah, who do they Unai get? Emery. They get Mister Good Evening. Unai Emery's back. He's back. Mister Europa League King. Is this going to make a difference? Villarreal. And now he's back with Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Uh, who's, uh, do you think he makes a difference? I mean, they're what? They're 17th, I think? No. They're right above the drop? No, they're not good. 
No, they're, they're not. They're six, Newcastle's much better than this team. They're currently sitting 15th, but they're only one point above relegation, essentially. No, they're not good. No? No. What What do they need to do? Nothing. <clears throat> they need to sign a player or two in January. So they do need to do something? Yes. They need to sign a midfielder. Okay. Who are they signing? I don't know. Who? I don't know. You're supposed to know. I don't have the answers. Oh, well, I guess they're screwed. So Newcastle beats Aston Villa. I don't think they're going to relegate it, but I don't think I don't think they like are suddenly going to be with with Unai Emery. They're going to suddenly be in like Europa League placing. Come on, get out of here with that. No, they're not. If they finish top ten, it would be a huge success on their season because they've had a rough start. Uh, Bournemouth, Tottenham. You guys should beat Bournemouth. Brentford, Wolves. Brentford and Wolves, I think, are two teams. That aren't good. Wolves is in relegation. Brentford Brentford's is in been 11th. on some poor form. They let in goals like a, like it's their job, dude. So I think this is a one-one tie, and it's kind of boring. What no, do you think? no, no, no. I think Wolves got at least two or three goals in them. It still could be a tie. No, no. I think they're gonna. I think Wolves will beat Brentford. Okay. Uh, Brighton, Chelsea. <clears throat> Graham Potter. Potter ball goes back to play against his old team. He goes back to the Amex. He will be booed. He sold his soul to Todd Bowley. He will be booed. He literally, like, what's analogous in pop culture? Like, what did he do? He, like, KD'd them. When KD went from Oklahoma City because he was just, like, ring hunting and he went all the way to Golden State, that's, like, it's kind of on the level, I think. I mean... He went for a payday. He went for a payday. He sold out. He didn't go there to win. He went there because Chelsea offered him Can you sell out? Lots of... Lots I had a conversation wins. the other day. Can you sell out in the confines of capitalism? That's true. I it's kind of really like think a. You can. You're you just really. like you're just, you're just like, playing the game better. Yeah, you're just operating within the. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I get three hundred dollars to go past go. Of course, I'm going to take that. What do you think on this game? Because Brighton, bright like if bright Brighton has never had more incentive to want to beat a team, they've got their ex coach, and they have Cucurella. So, I'm just going to give you Brighton's last four <clears throat> fixtures. Yeah, go ahead. Tottenham one, Brighton zero. Brentford 2, Brighton 0. Brighton 0, Nottingham Forest 0. And Man City 3, Brighton 1. Are we sensing? So, and then the game before this Tottenham game, Liverpool 3, Brighton 3. So they aren't exactly trending uh, up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what they're trending towards is like 1.2 points a game. So they're more likely to get a tie than beat Chelsea is what you're saying. They're not going to beat Chelsea. You're right, right. Their 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 most optimal outcome is a tie, per the points they're taking per game on average, more or less. I don't think they have it in them to score against Chelsea. Chelsea are better defense. Uh, they're not as good as they were last year, obviously, because they lost Rudiger. But they're still a decent. They lost to Rudiger. Oh, they're God. still. They got Koulibaly. They still got uh, Silva and Cucurella is not bad and. Fafana and they have like decent defenders. Like I don't see like Brighton's attacking threats posing much of a issue to to Chelsea. Chelsea need to win this game because I think Tottenham and Newcastle are going to win. So we need to win this game also because if we lose this game and United wins, they're going to jump us, and that just feels wrong. So hopefully Chelsea win this game. Crystal Palace, Southampton don't Ugh, really want to even don't cover. Don't Fulham, Everton. What are, you, what are your, where are you on this? Because wow. Everton played so well last week against Crystal Palace. Now it's Crystal Palace, but still, Everton looked fluid. They attacked the season, well. They defended well. They, it was good transition. I liked it. Is this the season Anthony Gordon starts 
being a baller and people he was a baller to, last year yeah but he's Chelsea but, was trying to even get him that's yeah, how much of a baller I know. even Spurs are trying to get him too and I think they're gonna regret <clears throat> not getting him because I think he's gonna be a solid attacking is he in the him. English squad no he's he's in the, well yeah he's in the U the U21 squad or whatever I think you should take this kid of the World Cup I know people are like oh that's crazy because England is super stacked but dude he's so good I think he's great it's going to be a tough game for for Everton, regardless. It's at Craven. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that I go Mitrovic one has been playing really well. One and like nothing Fulham. De Cordova Reed is good, and yeah, I would say one nothing Fulham. That's probably right at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Liverpool Leeds. This is the game I was looking at when I was thinking about like a good game, because Leeds is in the drop, but so is Nottingham Forest, and Liverpool is kind of like a wounded fawn, but it is at Anfield. So what happens here? Leeds lose. Two nothing. Yeah. You think they lose them? They're just not that good defensively. They're super, super susceptible to being scored on. Rumor mill, Tyler Adams is being looked at by Manchester United in for January. Because they realize their holders right now are McFred and Donny Vandebeek. That's who they have to hold. Or yeah, that's, that's it. That's and fair. so they're like, let's get a younger guy in. And with the US owners, they're probably like, Oh, it'd be cool to have Tyler Adams. I would be a good. I if they can if Leeds could get some money for him, I think it's a solid move because uh, Tyler Adams being on Leeds doesn't move them up or down the table. I think what they should try to do is get no some offense money. to him. No offense to him. He's a holder, so no, no, no like, that's fine. I I think they should try to get ten million swap for Donny Vandebeek. Done. Done. Donny Vandebeek gets time. Tyler Adams probably continues to get time post World Cup. Leeds get some money. Everyone wins. Doesn't like because like you're like whether you have Donny Vandebeek or you have Tyler Adams in the holding, I don't think it changed anything. Tyler Doesn't Adams, I think, is so much better. I think he has much better vision, and he's also been playing a lot more in the last twenty four months. But anyways, I heard that on the rumor mill. That's interesting. That Tyler Adams, Tyler Adams for me is a baller. People, a lot of people don't know about him. They're like, oh, he's this, you know, he's this U.S. kid, plays on Leeds, like a sub subpar Premier League team. After the World Cup, he and Moonsa are going to be our best players from from the World Cup. And if Reyna plays, he'll be up there too. Reyna, I was gonna say Reyna. People already know Pulisic's name. Like he's, you know, won the Champions League. He's not. He's a household and now name. He's not like when it comes. He's from not American the younger soccer. generation of American soccer anymore. He's he's the trending weather. towards older. Yeah, he's he. Oh, he's already a veteran for sure. Yeah. I mean, he's the captain. So Tyra Adams is Tyra Adams and Munsa. If they can both be healthy for the World Cup, I think people are gonna be very impressed by what they do in the midfield. Uh, I watched Reyna play um, against Champions League. yeah. He looked very good. When he's city. on, he's our best player. He's easily pound for He's pound. easily him and Bellingham are the two best players on that team. Yeah, Jude Bellingham's also rumored to go to Real Madrid. Yeah. I think in January. It's going to be a. It's going to be Bellingham. It, what it, Dortmund's going to look for a payday on Bellingham, and they're going to just basically take the highest bid, and it's going to probably either be Real Madrid. I've heard United kicked around but i don't think he wants to go to united at this point because they're a freaking dumpster fire. they well they were up, up to up until like three weeks ago or dumpster fire. i mean ten, 10 hog is kind of turning the shit the other thing about united is i think it gets some of the roughest press yeah like they're never that well the thing is we did say that they were going to be screwed this was the thing though in our assumption i think we thought they were always going to stick with harry mcguire since ten hog has taken him out and now veron's hurt may not may, may, may not make the world cup that sucks but since he's put in Martinez and even Lindelof, you basically just do not play Harry Maguire. Your team will do better. Absolutely. That's an 100%. easy – it's an easy formula. And we're going to see if Southgate sees what's going on. If Southgate were to play Maguire, 
It's like, dude, have you been paying attention to world like world club football? Yeah, I, the only it's thing, I, only thing I, I will say is that like his other option for Southgate's other option is Dyer, because I mean, and uh, who's the other guy who plays in? Uh, He's got Stones. He's got Mings. No, Mings is trash. Who are you, who are you thinking about? Uh, he plays in another league. Uh, Tamori. Oh yeah, Fiaco Tamori plays for AC Milan. Right. Yeah, yeah. I Chelsea think it's can. like coming down to like Tamori or Dyer is like the two options. If you well, don't you should play take them both, right? McGuire. If you had, oh yeah, you take them both. But if you had if you had Tamori and Dyer next to Stones in a three back, and you have Kyle Walker and whoever else on the side, like Chilwell on the other side, whoever they want to do it, that's that's great. The like, thing the thing is is that <clears throat> the reason why I'm biased because I I I'm a Spurs fan, but Dyer actually plays in a three back. <laughs> Week in, week out. Yeah. Maguire's not playing now and doesn't play in a, and wouldn't play in a three back. He plays in a four back. And he just is not going to fit into Southgate's what Southgate's trying to do, which is defend. Because Southgate is a defensive coach. He's not, a, you can tell, like they don't, they, they stick five defenders out every game. Like it's brutal to watch. Like that team, that team should be scoring goals for fun. And they, they do score a lot because they play like shitty teams and all these friendlies or whatever. But when they play like good teams, they just it's just like hurricane up top, and like they're just booting the ball up and hoping that something happens. It's it's I, it's hard to watch. If Southgate plays Maguire, oh, I, they're not going to win. They they can't. They're going to struggle. They're going to struggle. It's going to be rough. But and they'll know they'll what they'll do is they'll take Maguire, they'll play him in the first couple games. It'll be a disaster, and then they'll have to figure it out. And they're just gonna they're gonna struggle because you can't yeah you can't figure it out if they lose their the opener I don't think it's gonna happen if they lose their opener however it's gonna be tough like you can't drop points in the group stage to teams you shouldn't lose to that's just I mean they could them. tie they could tie and they'd be fine <clears throat> but. Sunday Arsenal Nottingham Forest Arsenal should win this if Nottingham Forest were to win this it'd be like crazy upset after upset because Arsenal is still top of the league and playing very well I see Arsenal taking it's all three home, points though. it's at Emirates so yeah it's all three points yeah. United West Ham, the two Uniteds face off. This is going to be at Old Trafford. West Ham last year at this point was really like fifth or sixth still in week 13, week 14. They're all the way down to 10th now. They are six points behind United, and United have a game in hand. I think United win this. I don't really see a way that they lose this. Uh, They're playing pretty well. They beat the shit out of... Sheriff yesterday in Europa League, so I think United win this game. Are you in agreement? At Old Trafford with the form, yes. I, but I don't think it's going to be easy. West Ham are trending on an upward trajectory. I wouldn't say like they're playing that much better, but they have four wins. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be tougher for United than they. They may underestimate West Ham. As Skamaka one, needs as to does. start, not Antonio. I am tired of seeing Antonio play. Antonio football. has not played well. He's not played well. He's not played well this entire season, to it's, be honest. Because I had him on my rough fantasy to watch. Skamaka's better. Uh, Declan Rice, as long as he plays, I think he's going to be the key to stopping <laughs> what they're trying to do with Anthony, with Anthony and um, with and Rashford. Did you see what what, what what Anthony did yesterday in Europa League? No. So they were 0-0, but they had Sheriff just pinned back. And the ball gets zipped out to Anthony, and he takes the ball, and he does like this little 360 thing. It was just showboating. And then he passed, and he overhit the ball to Casemiro, and the ball went out of bounds. Halftime whistle blows. Ten Hag pulls him out. 
And Skulls was like, oh, I can't believe he's showboating at 0-0. And seriously, like, you shouldn't show He does that thing where he controls the ball. He does that, like, As he does, like, a circle. That's, like, the only thing he does. Like, It's actually, like, if you try to do it on a field. It's hard. It's He he makes it look easy. It's very, like, to do with that many people watching where if you F up, you're definitely going to get taken out. He does it. If you're up 5 nothing. There's really no ever appropriate time to showboat. Like if you're up five nothing, then you're just being an asshole. Right. If it's tied zero zero and you haven't pinned back, you're still just being a douche. And so he gets pulled out at halftime, and I actually thought it was a good call. But I'm like, Anthony, what are you doing, dude? You've scored maybe four or five goals in this jersey. Like if Ronaldo decides to do that, he can do it because he's a goat. Yeah. And like I don't know, I was just kind of like, he does kind of play like it does seem like Anthony plays with like this chip on his shoulder, and we're, I'm not really sure where it comes from. Maybe from playing at Ajax for so long and like not getting respect, and going to the bigger a bigger league. Maybe that that's he's like taking that attitude with him a little bit, but like he does seem like he kind of plays like that. And it seems like an immature move because yeah. the World Cups days away. All the lineups I heard the other day have to be in by November 10th which is about two weeks away. Yeah. So if you're playing in Europe in a club, you need to stay on for 90 minutes. He probably could have scored a goal against Sheriff. It's not going to be a bad thing when you're trying to get in the Brazil squad, which is loaded with talent. Yeah, he's not getting in the Brazil squad. And he's and peripheral he's not, at best. Yeah, he's not getting... He If he goes to the World Cup, he's not playing. Right, he's peripheral at best. But like, so anyways, I just thought that was interesting. But let's go look at fantasy. Fantasy's been ridiculous. Uh, Molly has gone from 22nd all the way up to 10th. And she's right behind you, two points behind you. I'm in ninth. Yes. Happy day. Top ten. I am in seventh. I'm just bleeding points because last week I totally just dropped a bunch of points. Diego has made far moves. He's way up in sixth. Rafael Mahmoud is in second. Will Hayden still firmly in first. Uh, Mitch is in third. Oz is somehow in fourth, but beware, Oz can pop off at any moment. Nick Bailey's down to fifth. And let's see who's in the basement. Noah Andrew, Matthew Stevens, and Cam. Come on, Cam. Those are all back. Jeff Cronin. I don't need Crones. Come on, man. Like, come on. He's moved up. They have moved up. Claire. Okay, Greg. So, anyways, uh, what's his name? Will Hayden's still number one. The question is, are you gonna Captain Holland this week due to his form and his potential injury? Oh, you're asking me. I'm asking you. You're asking me. I have to look at my lineup. I, I, I've been blacking out on... um. He has an injury? Is that why he came out of the game? Yeah, he got a knock. Oh. So the question I mean, is... I don't have any other... <laughs> what am I going to do? Start. What, I, what am I going to do? Captain Mitrovich? I, Who am I, I going to captain? I guess. Anthony? I don't know. Odegaard? Martinelli? I might... My midfield's garbage poo-poo caca. Yes, I might have to make a move. I have to make a move to get rid of. I think I'll go with Mit- Mitri. Mitrovic. I might go with Mitrovic too. I might. He's playing at home against Everton. I'm like, dude, he might bag some goals. Everton's defense is their weakest point. I gotta get rid of Odegaard. I think. Oh, for sure. He hasn't played well since like week seven. I also think that maybe Nico Williams goes in my defensive lineup. He would have scored the most defensive points for me last week over Cancelo, Trippier, and Showell. Really, Nico Williams. Sleeper pick. He's one of the uh, one of the most picked defenders. Yeah, because and he's, he's cheap. so cheap. He's like four point two or four point five. Yeah, and he does pick up points. So that's hard to not captain the guy that scored me twenty six points. Half of my I points. I know. Last week. I know. It's really hard to not because like I just don't know if he's gonna play. If he doesn't play and everyone captains him, and you don't, and you captain somebody. That's else. That's why I'm thinking about captaining Mitrovic. It's a total gamble, but like you got to ride the vibes here. Do we just not? Do you start him but not captain him? 
Yeah, you, you play him, but you, you don't play him, but him. you don't count. Yeah, so if he scores, you're still you're you know you're making half the distance to the goal. The line. other question I have for you, I'm going to read you four players, four midfielders. Yes. They're my midfielders. Yes, and you're going to tell me which one I bench. Okay, this is you this only is, want three. I only need, want three because I'm going to start four defenders. All right, this go week. ahead. Martinelli, Anthony, yeah, Grobe, Gross. Gross. He's a Bre- he's a Brighton player. Yep, and Odegaard. Ooh, who it's do interesting I... that you're a Spurs guy, but you have two Chelsea people in your midfield. I just no, want no, to point that Arsenal, out. Arsenal. So that's what I meant. Two Arsenal. I know, and I but Mar- Martinelli, mind. yeah, it is, and I don't think Odegaard's worth it. I just let Martinelli go, and I already had Odegaard in the season. I already let him go. Yeah, I think that the other thing with Arsenal is they've been playing so well. This is where I go back to your conversation comment you made earlier about uh, Holland. If you hit eight threes in a row, right? Eventually, and but you only shoot forty percent from three, you're gonna have to miss three or four eventually. Like it all's gonna even out. So Holland at the end of the season is gonna end with like 23, 24 goals. He's gonna really start to slow down. He will have injuries. There's gonna be an overall lull, I think, after the World I Cup. I think he scores thirty goals, but that's I don't think he's gonna okay, but bag like even if he 60 scores thirty goals, goals yeah. he's slowing down because right now yeah. he's on seventeen and thirteen games. So he'll have thirteen in the next thirty games. Yeah, he is a human being. I think. We think. Well, he's like the Prometheus. I think he's from alien race, but anyways, it's conspiracy theory. So you, didn't, you still haven't answered my question. So yeah, so let me go back. Odegaard and Martinelli started out the fantasy super, super strong. I think they've dropped off. I think it was a kick to the ego for Martinelli that he wasn't even considered in the Brazil squad, which I still think is kind of a tough call because I think he's actually great. And you just want him on the bench. Um, so Odegaard, Martinelli, I would keep gross. I would keep... Um, Anthony. Anthony, and I would choose, and I'd probably go with Martinelli over Odegaard. But I, like I said, I let go of Martinelli this past week, and I put in Almiron. Almiron's Paraguayan, love it. Played in the MLS, need it. Probably cheap too, right? Cheapity cheap, cheap <laughs> on that Saudi money. So I, I that's what I did. Odegaard, uh, so the problem is the matchups, right, for me. Because Arsenal have a tasty matchup this week against Forrest, and... I think that Newcastle's matchup is a little harder. It's true. A little bit harder. It's They're true. still at home, but... It's true. But, you know, the one thing about fantasy is when you overthink it, you lose. So, there's that. But I can't... I the, My issue is that I can't... Why don't, why don't you just... Why don't you play a three-back? Why don't you do a three-four-three? Three? Why don't you just play I, four midfielders? I want to get rid of one of the Arsenal players. I want to get rid of the one of the Arsenal players. I'm okay, not sure which one, one is. I, I would get rid of Odegaard. Is. Odegaard okay. scores less goals. All right. Martinelli has assists and goals. It's easy. Man, you make it sound like I'm just an idiot. Well, <laughs> well, well, maybe you said it. Not I me. am in ninth. You said it. Not I'm me. only one point off of eighth, though. That's cute. And only, yeah. I mean, I could easily drop like four places. I could be like <laughs> you're so 16th. fucking pessimistic. <laughs> what you should say is, I have the chance to go into sixth, and you're like, I could easily drop into fifteenth place obscurity. <laughs> oh man, my team's so rough. I got Reese James still on my team. You gotta offload that. But I only have that one free transfer. That dude's not playing until 2023, man. Dude, I, I've been I've been offloading players. I lose points, but I'm not gonna have bum players, dude. You gotta even if you don't have the free transfers. Yeah, I'm not. I I I'm literally like five points away from being in like 18th. Okay, it's not. It's tough done? out here. In we the don't. Streets. We don't. We don't the pod. We're all done. Okay. Ciao. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. 
You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned, or email us directly at boysandbowls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.